Anyway, intro to the podcast. Kelly's joining us today. I am. Um, what have you been I. up to, Kelly? Been a while since you've been on the uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, what have I been doing? I have been uh, programming awesome workouts for the, the members here and uh, <laughs> staying busy, traveling, back on the road for, for some work, and uh, all, mostly all things CrossFit. Done more fitness in the last week I than mean, I've done in a long time. You, I mean, you traveled to like te- do a bunch of like workout testing. Are you not trying to talk about that or? I mean, <laughs> well, you're just gone for like a week testing. I, you you I was, got asked to come back and do uh, basically demo team type stuff. Yeah. So last week I was in Columbus, Ohio at Rogue and um, I was with the programming team for CrossFit or for the CrossFit Games testing. Uh, I mean, you don't have to tell us all of the workouts for the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Actually, we want It's just details. a repeat of the 2014 <laughs> CrossFit Games. It's not. <laughs> Um, it's a bent for a bent. It's just a little heavier now. <laughs> cool. And, and how do you uh, how do you feel about the events? Are you? I think it's going to be a epic CrossFit Games, both from an athlete's perspective and a spectator's perspective. I'm super excited um, to see how the events unfold. Wait. I was there to test mostly masters events, but ended up doing quite a few demo or uh, individual events and. Uh, team event here and there, so uh, across the board, I think some great programming is going to come out of these athletes this year. But I'm um, not surprised. Do we? So we're going to talk about um, doping today. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs. That's not much of an intro, but we'll go with it. <laughs> um, sorry, I was trying to look up. I was trying to look up a list of. Uh, Athletes that have tested positive. Uh, I don't know if there's like a clear, clear like here they are. Yeah. Because they've just been releasing it as they come in. Especially after the last day, which was the last 24 hours. Doesn't like morning chalk up usually? Perhaps. Keep a uh, running list. Yeah, the number is. um, I feel like it's a lot more this year than I ever remember there being. Well, here's one from May. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, but the we semifinals had, weren't completed then. So. We just had four or five in the last two days. Um, yeah, and that's why I thought it'd be interesting to talk about, and why it'd be interesting to have uh, Kelly with us because um, <laughs> big into I, PEDs. <laughs> well, I know you haven't taken a PED. Yeah. Um, and like, I can't even get you to take creatine half the time. Um, so. I was curious to know, um, I mean, just have your perspective overall, but I also think um, maybe, the, maybe the conversation is, is about the, the sport on the whole. And like, why are we seeing so many people pop this year as opposed to previous years? Are, we just, are they just getting better at catching them? I think, well, I think if we look at the athletes that are getting caught, they're relatively new to CrossFit, yeah. which is interesting. Um, so, so one of the com- sorry, but one of the comments I saw on Phil Phil Tune was uh, uh, sorry, I forget who sh- I think Mo- I think Morning Chalk Up shared that he tested positive, and one yeah. of the comments was, "Oh, you mean the guy that showed up out like came out of nowhere and then went toe to toe with Brent Fikowski and a chipper <laughs> was on PEDs?" <laughs> like <laughs> unreal. 
And that, I think that's what we're finding is like, who are these people? And then they're showing up to the semifinals or these other non-sanctioned events and making a name for themselves. And that's awesome. But that's no different than what uh, Ricky Garrard did several years yeah. ago, where it's like, yeah. who's this kid? And then he steamrolls the competition and it's like, oh, fun fact, he's on some type of PED. Um, I think that's the case when any time you see someone you don't know that hasn't been around for a while, like they have this breakout year, you're like, all right, give it a month and let's see what happens. I'm not going to celebrate too early. Yeah. Like I thought the same like with Justin Medeiros. I was like, okay, this, let's, let's give it a month yeah. and see what yeah. comes out. That's, Unfortunately, that's like, nothing did. But but he'd been crossfitting forever. Yeah. Like it's not like he was new to th- like Justin yeah. Medeiros was do like was What's, doing competitions. Uh, do you know Phil Toon's story? Powerlifting background. <laughs> Which like, is unfortunately already a red flag for the poor guy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. Is usually when people ask me about it, I'm like, oh, you got, you know, so-and-so was, has a bodybuilding or powerlifting yeah. background. It's like, oh. Yeah. You know, those, those, uh, unfortunately, those drugs are not only uh, allowed, they're, they're uh, or not frowned upon, they're encouraged yeah. and or required yeah. to I think, be competitive. Like, initially, Phil Toon's... Um, Result was finasteride, which is a hair loss product that you can get from an online. I, that's what I was going to bring up. It's like I've taken it before. I have some, I think, in Same. my medicine cabinet yeah. right now. Um, but and it's, it's on the it's on the no fly list. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's a banned substance by WADA, uh, World Anti Doping Agency. Uh-huh. It can be used to mask other agents. But I also, with this morning, saw that he had two other positives. I didn't look too much further into yeah. it, it, but it wasn't just finasteride. That was the one that yeah, was reported okay. on. That was the big one, which initially I'm like, like yeah, it's on the the list, so that he, he shouldn't have taken it. Well, but like the and, dude's and a lot of people are like, well, he's, he's taking it for hair loss, and it's like, so that's fair. But he also said in his statement, in the the thing I read was like, I knew it was on the banned substance list, mm. and I and yeah, I took yeah. it anyway. Which is also like to that point, and maybe we can talk about this later. It's great. But, I love it when people are like, yeah, I did it. Like that doesn't make them a well, but he less was he was person. effectively denying that he was trying to take it for PED purposes. He was like, "Yeah, I'm taking it for hair loss. I knew it was on the list." And I'm like, "So at best case, you're an idiot." Yeah, because <laughs> you you got all these like first form went big on this guy. Like yeah. he's got sponsorships, and you Good put all that at risk. Tainted supplements. That's what someone. That was another comment too. They're like, yeah. they're like, well, first forms. Probably first forms back there, just like white knuckling it. Yeah. You. I mean, you'd think they would have had some conversation with yeah. them prior to making a statement, like what what he should and should not yeah. say. You'd think, but who knows? I don't know. I've never been. I mean, I think a lot of these athletes don't realize how serious drug testing or the drug test procedures have become within CrossFit. How like, familiar were you with the banned substances list? Not familiar at all, which is why I just don't take any supplements. <laughs> which uh, which but, is like very true of my yeah. entire career. Andrew would be like, yeah. take, take creatine, take this. And I'm like, no thanks. Yeah. Stick to my water and Pedialyte. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's obviously the intelligent approach. But I think uh, that, okay, that's, a, that's the approach, like, if you're yeah. not willing to look into it no one, and no one's getting everything, no one, don't I, No it. one has even claimed that they've taken uh, contaminated creatine. No, I just, like, not creatine specifically. I mean, like, if you're not if you're willing not sure. to go through yeah, yeah. with a yeah. fine-tooth comb and look at all these things and go that's, Yeah, that level, you're yeah. beyond. Take it. Well, and I think that's, that's, like, you could easily make the argument that, I think we're we're trying to like entertain the notion that these people are getting cross-contaminated substances, but yeah. I think uh, in general our attitude is 
at least mine is, that yeah. they're not getting cross-contaminated. If they were cross-contaminated, far more people would yeah. be testing positive. Yeah. Like, there's so and many people taking some of every this supplement stuff, like, that's out there. I know they're not all expensive, and I don't know the, the pricing on uh, a lot of drugs, but, like, are, is, it, is it actually financially viable for a supplement company to add a steroid into one of their products well, to make it more effective? The, like the so they come out and they're I think this is what kind of set the precedent for people saying that they have con, uh, contaminated substances is there was I don't remember the sport I don't remember the athlete it was in the U.S. and they had made the claim that like I'm not taking anything it had to have been one of my supplements and this was back like this was like the first case of that had being happened and they had actually gone they had taken all and this is an olympic athlete it wasn't crossfit it's was a much yeah. higher you know value sport not not to you know talk trash on crossfit it's just mm -hmm. there's more money in whatever the sport was i want to say it was like swimming or something but they went through they tested all the supplements and sure enough the protein like they had the batch number inside like all of that stuff so they could find like directly test whatever that product was and they yeah. found that yes this substance had been found in amounts in their protein powder or whatever it was so that kind of big question like okay what is the supplement company doing and it turns out like a lot of supplement companies all come from the same manufacturing facilities yeah mm -hmm. so like this manufacturing facility could be making osterine or endurable or whatever substance whatever banned substance whatever anabolic agent oh. and then they just don't clean the vat sizes it and then now be. they're coming in and they're mixing protein yeah. powder afterwards and the trace amounts get yeah. pulled in is but that happening as much as you're consuming a lot of protein powder if that's the case yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> well and is, if, is that too, is huh? that oh. regular I don't think it's as common as we're hearing no. I think it's no, just it just became. Like, it happened one time, and it's become the scapegoat. For, yeah, for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. In in reality, like I think we had the discussion with, um, you know, whether or not we want to name names, but a local gym owner was yeah. flagged this year, tested positive, and the conversation was kind of like, why would you? You're the you're the owner of your gym. You're the affiliate principal. You're competing on your team, and you've been taking PEDs. My stance is like. Uh, look, if you're a gym owner, even if you are a gym owner or you're a coach or whatever, and you want to do CrossFit for uh, hobbyist purposes or you're a fitness enthusiast or whatever, and you want to dope, I don't. No character judgment on you. Like I don't care. It's, 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 I think it's, you're missing the point of long-term health, but I see your point. Well, but it's your choice. Is yeah. my point. Yeah. Like I do think at some level it is wrong to like run a like you're you're in the business of fitness and you're, you're like coaching people on nutrition and training and whatever and you're like oh yeah but you can't be like me unless you take drugs is effectively what you're saying but it's, but it's how you're, you're not acting it's not what you're saying it's how you're acting right like you can't well, you can't do drugs when and you're tell people that like yeah all when you have to do is eat right when you're in the business yeah exactly when yeah. you're in the business of coaching people on being yeah. healthier and fitter and losing weight and gaining muscle and all these things and then you're taking drugs like yeah okay that's that's probably morally incorrect sure um but on a base level my point is like look if you want to if you want to train and you want to take steroids or whatever you want to take just because you want to be ripped and you want to look a certain way and you enjoy lifting heavy weight and you're not going out and competing that's totally fine keywords but if you're as long as you're not going out and competing but if you're a a gym owner b on your team or competing under the banner of your business like why would you even take the chance yeah I think also, like, if you sign up for a competition that, especially in the U.S., like, we as a, uh, as a culture are so against 
uh, substances in sport, right? Like comparatively to like South America, it's comparatively to Russia, like they all have these doping systems in place. Um, is if you're going into a competition that has said outright, like we do, we have these banned substances, yeah. you are not allowed to compete on these. You're going into that agreeing, like I am not on these. Yeah. As soon as you start taking something and you kill, continue to compete, like that's a. Do you think like when when uh, Lance Armstrong got popped for for blood doping, he was basically like, I'm playing the the martyr here for a lot of people because everyone's doing this, like literally everyone and is doing God, this. God bless, he did. He played the martyr. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, yeah. He, like, he lost think, a lot. Oh, my God. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. But I think, you're, to your point there, it's like uh, the, the people doing it. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was to my point. It was but, to your but point. You didn't, know, you didn't know where I was going either. Um... <laughs> It's been a long week, folks. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, when you when you and I guess what I what I was thinking and why I thought you'd be interesting to have on on the the podcast too is I guess uh, when you look at like the, the Lance Armstrong situation and he's saying everyone's doing it. So whether you believe that or not, let's say everyone is doing it and he he got popped. Like what you know? Do you think that's similar in this situation where? there is a huge number of people doing it like do you feel like it, it, you, obviously people are going to ask you and they, they've asked me because we've both been at the games and we've we've seen these these athletes up close and personal they're like how many people do you think are doping and it's like i personally i feel like some athletes you can look at their musculature and obviously not with 100 percent certainty there's going to be um genetic outliers yeah there's going to be outliers there's going to be gray areas but when i looked at like ricky gerard i was like he's more shredded and cut than any other athlete on the field and like it's all it's like the amount of body fat and muscle mass he was just simultaneously sustaining is extremely difficult with to like do with crossfit brock lesnar with yeah with just nutrition and working out it's, so you look at somebody like a rich froning or matt frazier not just even like a ben smith they're not soft athletes but they're not they don't have veins popping out of their stomachs yeah. Uh, they're not they're not running around at four percent body fat and still able to just like win a trail run event like you know it's it, obviously idiotic to say Matt Frazier didn't look super fit when he won the games but he didn't he look really like Ricky Girard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Matt ever looked super fit. And yeah, that was but, one of the big things he said when he retired. But you wouldn't was, see him like walking on the beach and go, oh that guy's a slob. But yeah. you you also <laughs> wouldn't go, oh he's a bodybuilder. Yeah. When you see somebody like some of these guys at the games, they're walking around and they just have like their bicep vein is just like laying on top of their skin. I mean, there's so such minimal body fat. Yeah, I think like the outlier there, like I always think of like Noah Olson. Like he's very, very muscular. Obviously, he's been tested a lot because he's been at the upper echelon of the sport yeah. for how long? Ironically, I've been tested a lot and I have not been at the upper <laughs> echelon of the sport. Like, like they still yeah. track me. Yeah. I haven't competed. Oh, so I competed in the Masters last year. The last time I competed as an individual at the CrossFit Games was 2015. And they still track me. I haven't been tested in a few years, but like they they still want to know where I'm at, what I'm doing, yeah. where the potential of somebody could show up at any point. Yeah. If I if I threw up a 250 pound clean and jerk tomorrow, maybe somebody would come at my door because that's never happened and I'm old. Yeah. But, like, but you have still registered for the open every year yeah. and competed. Like even though you haven't been at the games level, you've been on kind of the radar. Yeah. 
Um, so Which is good to know because I feel like CrossFit got a lot of flack when Ricky Girard got popped because he was the first one that has come back and competed again after his sanction. Yeah. And I th- could be wrong, but I think I remember hearing like Cash would be like, come out and say that we did not test him during this time. And maybe I, maybe I misread that, maybe I misunderstood that, or maybe it was just hearsay. But I think CrossFit did get into some... People had kind of judged them a little bit. It's like, hey, we know this guy's going to pack. You should continue testing yeah. him because otherwise he could have just juiced to the tits for four years yeah. and come back and just start. And obviously his performance hasn't been as good as it was in that first year. Yeah. So that's kind of hopeful. But, yeah. but we also look at like a lot of the top athletes come from a sports background where it's powerlifting. It's football it's baseball whatever sport it is gosh baseball where like (laughs) (laughs) where peds have been like had some type of part of the culture i mean absolutely so you're like like okay so you've got a 30 year old male athlete who played a college sport and likely took something at some point in time well how does that affect him today and like that like is he Mm -hmm. judged based upon that behavior because he's not currently you're going to gain or retain some of that strength. Oh, yeah. But, like, I mean, we've all done things in our past. Yeah, and I so don't like think you can ever just, you can just, never eliminate that. It's just something you have yeah. to say. Oh, it is what and it I think is. That, that comes to, like, where, like, USADA is, like, trying so hard to, like, eliminate doping culture within sports. I think that's it's just... Early on. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. But, I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, it's like... You, well, yeah, it sucks. Like... I remember in high school, like, our whole baseball team was broiding. Like, what's that going to happen? Like, obviously, like, health implications aside, but how is that going to help if you do transition to CrossFit or powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting or any of the strength sports? Yeah, yeah, you're going to get some benefit from that. Like, that's going to be residual. You just can't really – can't punish someone for something they did. People would ask me um, when I have this discussion, it's like, why aren't they – why aren't they doing A, B, and C? Like, what's the, you know, why aren't they doing this type of test? Why aren't they testing at this level? Why aren't they doing this? And it's like, I mean, the thing you kind of got to remember about CrossFit is, like, you compare it to these other sports. You're talking about Major League oh Baseball. And it's yeah. just not even in the same the realm. Money, yeah, I mean, the money involved. Like, yeah, and, and you can't expect CrossFit just to come out swinging with, because it's every year I hear the same stuff. It's like, oh, the media coverage isn't as good or, or isn't good enough. Like, they need to hire this or, like, you know, it's just, you don't have... We're a new sport. We're a new sport, and it's kind of in its infancy, and the money isn't there, the viewership isn't there. So you, you got to kind of like, I think they're, like you said, they're they're, do, they're getting better all the time, and if I do feel like they're doing a pretty good job with what they have. Like, yeah. it, it's just totally unfair to bring up almost any other professional sport in the same conversation. Like, no other sport at this level is a strictly drug-free sport. No. Because, like, you compare strongman and powerlifting, and it's like, Powerlifting on the viewership level is probably, I don't know. I mean, Grant, I'm, I'm biased because I'm, I'm in the CrossFit world, but I feel like there's way more viewership for CrossFit than there is for powerlifting. But on the whole, in terms of, like, how many people are doing powerlifting and how big a sport it is, uh, it seems like there's way more people um, doing that. Yeah. And they have, I, I think, like, for the most part, no doping. Oh, they have two different, and this is, I think, I've heard the conversation where, like, do we have, like, a CrossFit event where, like, you, all is fair. It's, like, dope as much as you want to, just let's see what happens. But that's exactly what powerlifting did. They have a drug 
tested division. They have a whatever, game. like oh, okay, free reign, yeah. do whatever you want. So the real the guys yeah. that are like really good, put a ton of weight are probably. Yeah. But in reality, it's like Open now it's so divided that no one watches any of it because you don't like. There's so many divisions in powerlifting. Yeah. It's like, who's the best? What is yeah. this record from? Like, yeah. what the heck is happening here? And I can't follow the sport Agreed. at all. Agree. Yeah. I think that's kind of you know CrossFit. I know the conversation's been like, how do we get it bigger? How do we maybe get it to the Olympics? And that's kind of the thing. Is like it needs to be. There needs to be some level of continuity to it so that you understand the season format so that we can bring more viewers in because mm -hmm. otherwise it's just confusing as hell and no one knows yep. what's happening. Um, yeah. well, I think that's what works in CrossFit's favor is there is a distinct season sure. and there's basically one event that culminates. Like, It's like how many people turn on the Olympics. Yeah. Even how many knowing people nothing about <laughs> any of those sports. but like, And that's every two years, basically, yeah. to four years. Season. So you have something like CrossFit. It's like even if people... That whether they go to a CrossFit gym or not, I think there's people out there just clicking the games on just to be like, oh, the games sure. are happening. It's yeah. a one-week thing. It happens once a year. It's easy to keep tabs on. Like, I don't think we need necessarily a ton of, like, yeah, it's great for us to watch the Granite Games and Wadapalooza and all that stuff, but I think in, in terms of, like, general viewership, I don't think they're ever going to have a ton of people, like, yeah. wanting to dial in to see that stuff. Uh, so, point being, I think we should be pretty happy with yeah, and I think like this year we're at a, a like pivotal moment in the the games formats because like we've had a lot of criticisms on you know different YouTube channels like Andrew Hiller's out, Savan's been you know savanning around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think you know Mark Chaco's been a lot more active with kind of all this stuff, and to me it seems like we have a lot better drug testing this year than we ever have before. Do you think, or maybe it's just that we're popping? I was gonna say, do you think more people are doping, or do you think they're just? I think there's better more systems in place. I know, like I was listening to, I think Morning Chalk Up, or I was listening to Brian Friend. I don't remember where he was talking. Maybe it was his or Morning Chalk Up, whatever. He's like, yeah, CrossFit is testing a little bit more further out of the top podium now. Yeah. Understanding that, and like they had this conversation about the South American because there's a lot of people from Copa Sur that popped, and it's like I think. At this point, right, the fifth or the sixth place person is getting the second place podium. From Where? Copa Sur. But only number one travels Copa to the games Sur? From Copa I thought they Sur. had two. Oh, maybe. I think it was one and two. Oh. It was a South American. Uh, Where Guy won from. Semifinal, yeah. So oh, Guy, it's the name Guy's of an clean, event. Okay. Uh, yeah. clean. It's a semifinal. Like, is this a country? What's it? Yeah, but like the male and female second place both tested positive. And I think like on the male side, like they're back to the fifth or the sixth yeah. place, just because they're just. But like they're yeah, they're flies. testing, maybe not the whole team, but they're testing members of the team. I mean, that yeah. if you could potentially have a qualifying spot yes. because of well, that, a positive drug it test opens up or a whatever. whole a whole other can of worms because um, when you go to some of these other countries, like like you said, mm -hmm. other countries are just way more into doping, and I think this I mean, some South of those America, you just go to their whatever your local vitamin shop yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, over the South American countries, it seems like they're very into, like, you know, I don't know. It seems like plastic surgery is, like, yeah. more popular down there and, and all kinds of, like, people are just, this, I, a little bit more I, I'm thinking there. of the most PC way to say it, but, like, yeah. the South American, like, fitness influencers I see on Instagram are not supernatural looking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And I think it's just part They're of their culture. Very, like, yeah. South Americans love sports, right? And I'm not saying that like U.S. residents don't. Like, we love sports as well. Yeah. But it seems like they have 
they want to see like who's the best performer. Like it's just a little bit more cold. Like, and I, we ran into this with jujitsu too. It's like a lot of the the upper level Brazilians were starting to pop hot whenever like I was into competing for jujitsu. It's like it's just part of their culture. Like my professor, yeah. my uh, jujitsu instructor was Brazilian. He's like, yeah, it's everywhere down there. It's like, well, I don't just, feel like. I guess what my point is with that is like it seems like a lot of people that aren't like the fitness influencers, like people that aren't necessarily trying to compete in fitness and figure or bodybuilding or any sport. They're just like trying to be aesthetic. And yeah, I, look at I feel like that's more, <laughs> I feel like that's more <laughs> commonplace in, or should, that's less commonplace in the United States. Like yeah. as far as, as my experience in fitness, I know of fewer people that want to take PEDs just for like aesthetics. Do you think that tracks back to um, like the big, like whenever like all of like the home runs were being hit back like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa era. It's like that's when I, you know, kind of growing up, remember like the first push against PEDs. Oh yeah. And at least Same. in our country. And like, creatine was under, under yeah. fire. Yeah. It was like, oh man, you should like, in all honesty, like that moment in time set me up for kind of my perspective on PEDs. Like, I can't say that I would be as against PEDs if I didn't grow up in that era and watch all of these baseball players get dragged through the mud. Yeah, I, I don't know. But if you think, so, like, if you think everyone's doing it, which is what was going on yeah. in that era, it's like everybody was doing it. You're doing yourself a disservice not to. Yeah. But the heavy hitters are the ones that got popped. So all these new athletes are like, they've got to be. They've just, like, outsmarted the system. Or, like, CrossFit's actually not testing. Or they're just that dumb. Like well, maybe, that a, maybe the, a balance of both, but it's it's kind of like I feel like I need to. I've done yeah. everything. Yeah. I've eaten really well. I've trained my ass off. What's when, not getting me to the next level? When, when people talk about, um, again, when I've had this conversation in the past, and people talk about like the science of getting around doping, like the stuff like the Tour de France guys are doing at that level, yeah. the doctors and you know stuff. I'm like, it's a team. Th- there aren't. Yeah, there aren't. I don't feel like there are that many people in CrossFit that have the resources no. to pull that off like the money you're investing like there just isn't your your grand prize or your your big prize for the year is like your purse is 275k which is yeah. like a lot of money but it's not enough to spend no a thousand plus dollars a month on a doctor yeah. just to tell you how to take another thousand dollars a month yeah. worth of drugs like it, it doesn't make sense i don't think and, yeah. and you're and again you're talking about that 275k like that's two people, you know, one man and one woman are getting that. Yeah. So it's I mean, not like... you can bring up, like, the Olymp- like Olympic weightlifting is definitely the one that I have a little bit more experience with. And although they've... You really, we look at the best uh, weightlifter ever, Lasha Talakazi. He tested positive four or five years ago. I don't remember exactly when. It's like, one of his first international competitions he tested positive. He hasn't tested positive ever since. But he has snatched more than any human being has ever snatched. He's clean and jerked as much or maybe one kilo more than any human being like i'm not gonna say he's obviously on drugs but he's got good supplements right and, i'm but, just gonna leave that on the table i'm not gonna say he's obviously doing it i'm just gonna set it out there with so, a bow on but it. like you look it's like okay olympic lifting there's no money in that but that entire the country of georgia's political strength relies on them getting gold medals at the olympics yeah. So are they will yeah. they're going to be more willing to invest that time, that money into having a good doping program hypothetically. It yeah. also begs uh, brings up like the Nicholas Yoel 
kind of conversation, who is another CrossFitter that took fifth at Atlas Games, if I'm not mistaken. He was winning, I think, the first two days. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he did all of his toes about without grips. Hey! He did all of his toes to bar without grips, so obviously on drugs. Hell yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he yeah. He hasn't gotten that sponsorship yet. <laughs> he was also one of the first that was like, yeah, I did it. But his reasoning was that there was so much pressure on me to perform. And just like you said, it's like, I've trained hard. I've dialed in nutrition. I'm getting good sleep. I, so I took drugs. Yeah. I mean, but I'm like, sure. Have you even competed, competed in a semifinal before? Like, you I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him. So it's like, did, did you need to? I do think he was at regionals one year. I might have. So been, I might be making that up. Yeah. I think his regionals. I think he went to 18 regionals. Okay. Yeah. How long have these? We always said like taking. What do they take? The top five. Yeah. Six places that is like the best worst finisher. Yeah. Because you're. After, after semifinals is over, nobody knows who took sixth place or who took whatever region semifinal you're at, however yeah. many. Yeah. Like, nobody remembers who took that last spot that was not a qualifier. You unless, go home. Well, unless your name gets called. Unless, yeah. <laughs> well, we are, we are in that spot, too, where, like, I think you're, you're starting to see athletes put their whole, like, the guy from South America that just got popped, put his, he was going to be a doctor and put his whole medical career on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget morning morning talk. I'm just posted about him. And he was like going to medical school and puts his whole life on yeah, hold to be a competitive yeah. CrossFitter and then pops for drugs. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, I I just I fail to see the the logic there. But when you've got that much riding on it, you just think I've got this this relatively easy assistant, and it's something that's theoretically more powerful than good sleep. And you know, it's obviously oh, not going to yeah. like replace those things, but it's more powerful than nutrition, sleep, mobility, <laughs> all those things. You know, combined maybe just the ability to just continue working and recover faster. Yeah. But it's in the world we live in. Everybody's looking for the shortcut. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And but it's going to get just, worse before it gets. Yeah, better. and I'm just saying, like the people that have. There are more and more people putting their whole lives on hold, their careers, yeah. their school or whatever, to pursue CrossFit professionally because they think, oh, I've, I've got what it takes. And then when you start to see that not working out. So, like, in uh, – I'll always forever use car analogies, and I apologize. But, like, in something like racing or karting, you put a, you put a kid uh, into karting, there's no drug you can give that kid to make him a better driver. There's no, to my knowledge, there's no advantage. Like, you can't just, like, giving steroids or Osterine or whatever to uh, somebody who's, like, Lewis Hamilton is not going to make him better at Formula One. Like, he can only get better on skill. Like, sure, sure. there's a little bit, like, maybe he would. Like, maybe he'd uh, build beefier neck muscles and he'd be a little more resilient. But, like, it's not like CrossFit where it's like, no, but oh, you can build more lean muscle mass. You're going to be better at this. Yeah. Like, end of the story. So it's, it's, I just think it's something that lends itself like weightlifting or gymnastics yeah, or whatever. It's just something that like lends itself to taking these drugs. And especially when you have, you don't have people putting their whole careers on hold on a regular basis to become professional dart throwers or. I feel like there's a lot of money in dart throwing actually. I, I think, I think we'd all be surprised at how much. Define these, a lot. More than CrossFit. I, I don't know. I, I we're going to need some data more than, here. More than Professional disc golf? Professional darts is on ESPN. No, I feel like disc golfers make a ton of money. 
I don't think they do. Uh, maybe I just have a. That's for the next podcast. Yeah. yeah. What odd sport makes the most? <laughs> I mean, it's we'll baseball. Come, food we'll eating come, contest. We'll, well come that's on. Like a, that's a sport. I'm talking about like we'll cornhole. I was just saying baseball's the Ooh, God, Have you ever watched professional cornhole? Yeah, they're all sponsored by like Bratwurst. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and they have solo cups while they're playing their professional amazing. sport. Amazing. It just looks like they're in a, a backyard somewhere and they got <laughs> collared shirts on. But I think like it's the more money you can make at CrossFit, the more likely people are going to be to dope. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be, right? Any sport where your physical prowess lends itself to you making more money, there's going to be steroids involved. So it's how do we, yeah. how do we steer Regulate. people away from that, right? Right now they get a ban, a four-year ban. For a lot of people, One that's their career. Well, it, yeah, right. What like, and this is where I look at like. Well, yeah, every other professional sport, over, yeah. you're done. That's but in every other professional career, sport, yeah. not only do you get banned, you also have to pay a ridiculous fine. And you know, CrossFitters don't make a ton of money. Maybe it's okay. You get a four-year ban, and you have to pay a five thousand dollar sanction or fine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To to or or even just like to re-enter. Yeah. Like yeah, you're banned for four years. The next time you want to sign up for the open, it's five thousand dollars. Yeah. So you you know, and and it's not going to come down to the individual nine times out of ten. It's going to be their sponsors. And as it should be, because then that sponsor needs to think twice about, well, am I, you know, if you're the supplement company, did they throw me under the bus for yeah. <laughs> cross-contamination? right now likely don't even have sponsors. And that's what, like, that's what's crazy about yeah. this is we're not seeing big name athletes. We're not seeing people who have been tried and true and around and established within the CrossFit realm. It's not those athletes, which I think um, is beautiful for the sport. Well, I don't think they have, like, a lot of the, like, main sponsors you'd think of but i think a lot of them yeah. have sponsors yeah, yeah yeah like there's a local they're getting company that's sponsoring yeah yeah or they're getting a, a an apparel company to like split their entry to the yeah. granite games or something yeah <laughs> like like innovate sponsored sponsored our team we'll give them a shout out hell yeah um they helped us out and we we did yeah how amazingly about, well yeah i mean so much screen time um yeah yeah but i think i think at this stage of the game and and you know, don't get me wrong. It's not like people are going going and cashing fat checks. But I think at this stage of the game, if you're at the semifinal level or you're doing well, you're making it to the games or you're close to it, you're at least garnering some attention from sponsor. If you don't have a sponsor, but I think that's kind of the 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 point to the system is, is like if you don't have a sponsor you're at that semifinal level and you're looking to cross the, you know, you're at the precipice of like going to the games, picking up sponsorships and whatever, then you need to think even more hard about yeah. do I want to take this this step. And what is it worth to me? Because it's going to be damaging. You know, it's going to make it these sponsors less likely. And I think a fine would be totally reasonable. Nothing insane. Like it's not going to be like, like we're watching Formula One and Sebastian Vettel gets up and leaves a driver's briefing early, and they fine him twenty-five thousand euros. <laughs> that's so twenty-five thousand so euros. <laughs> In another another instance, uh, a guy touched another guy's F1 car. He was looking at his rear wing. It's not you're not allowed to touch any other team's cars. He touched. I think. Verstappen touched the rear wing of somebody else's car and got fined 50,000 euros or something like that. Like, it was a, not an insubstantial amount of money, yeah. but I think the equivalent of that in CrossFit would be like $5,000. Yeah. Like, it's it's not a small amount of money. It's it's like... It's enough to feel it. It's enough to make you hopefully think guess. twice. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. In, in all fairness, it. probably like $50,000 to Lewis Hamilton and or the team of Mercedes is not like $5,000 to anyone. It's probably yeah. more like $100, but... Right. Um, 
a team that, a team that spends five hundred eighty-five million dollars a season on a team <laughs> running two cars in a race. Uh, that's come down. They brought they brought the cap down to one hundred seventy-five million. So I'm just trying to think sure. in terms of relative. But like five grand to most athletes would be like that's a that's a sponsor like. There are sponsors out there cutting five thousand dollars checks to help their to help their athlete get through the season. Like, what does it cost? You know, it probably costs probably costs a CrossFit athlete thirty to fifty thousand dollars to to train and compete for a year. Yeah. I would think, like, to live on, to like have a place to stay, to feed themselves, to belong to a gym, to to get to to stay clothed properly, shoes, sure. all that kind of stuff. Probably thirty to fifty k. So if you think in the in terms of that. Like a five to ten thousand dollar fine is totally ten percent of what it costs. Reasonable, yeah. yeah. To like, and it's like if you don't have that money, you know, if you can't get a sponsor to so foot that up. bill for you, like, yeah. do you, you can't do you sign up for the opening for you? Do you think these people or teams testing positive have have a coach or somebody behind the scenes that encouraged it? Or based do you think on that they went on their own. Based on what we've seen at the semifinal level, which is to say, we saw people at the Granite Games who. I would say are notable athletes that I'm aware of and or follow on Instagram who have a big following and are, are kind of influencers and they train a lot and they're obviously like dedicating a huge portion of their lives to this and then I see them at the Granite Games without a coach, I would say no. Which is a, like it's, it's, that's kind of the, a whole other topic of conversation for me but I'm like, you know, I mentioned when we were there, I'm astounded how many athletes I see that don't have a coach. It's like yeah. just get you get a coach's pass. Just take someone with you to bounce yeah. ideas off. It doesn't have to be the world's best coach. It doesn't have to be your programmer that's the head of some program that lives in another state or something. Like, just just take somebody with you to to talk about stuff with. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of these people just are doing it. And what little I know it. about steroids and performing enhancing performance enhancing drugs, people don't have. They're they're getting on and going to some uh, you know forum. And some, you know, some meathead on there is saying like, "Oh, you should take, X you should stack X these day, three yeah. and run them for six weeks and do this." And they're not doing any, they're not doing any blood work to sustain what they're taking. They, they have no idea what their testosterone levels are yeah. during, before, and after these these well, drugs. They can't. They're not even looking at the list of banned substances. Yeah. Uh, or at that point, they don't care. I don't know if I, I don't know if you can determine that. I mean. Like Phil Toon, for example, says that he's in. We just keep bringing him up because he's the most recent story that I'm kind of aware of, and um, sponsored by a local company. But he he says, like his his quote was that he was aware a finasteride was on the banned substance list, and he took it anyway, and he takes full responsibility for his. As he and he should take responsibility. Yeah, that's that's. Although that's in taking full move. responsibility, he says he was taking it for hair loss, so. I mean, you look at his hair. I believe him, and I don't mean like. Yeah, but then he, then like I've taken got, it too. Like, so you think he was he was doping, but also he was taking just finasteride for his hair. I'm not gonna comment on his doping. I don't. I thought know you said he, he popped was. for two other substances. Yeah, that's what I read today. I didn't okay. look at what the substances were. I think he was genuinely taking finasteride for hair loss. I think he got online. And was like, man, my hair looks like crap. Like, I'm gonna. But he says email he knew it was on the banned substance list. Yeah. It just I mean, doesn't he add up. It, and that's it doesn't cool. add up. I don't know. Why I, I just I I have respect for it. if you're gonna cheat, at least own your yeah. your shit and be like, I did it. <clears throat> Whatever. Like I'll take the you, I'll take the ban. Yeah. I think it's I think it's rude to like bug up the system with whatever your uh, what is it called when you scapegoat not scapegoat like your 
you get your to B, your your B sample or whatever. You get to argue this case. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Appeal. Appeal. Thank you. Yeah. Like this, like this guy testing positive. Not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he tested positive. Who is that? <laughs> the guy from Kuwait. Oh wow! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, those are those bicep bands <laughs> I was talking about. Uh. And, but, and like that guy's been around for a while too. Like he, I think he went to the games in nineteen. He's been doping for the, a while. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, well. All right. We don't really um, have a concrete ending here. Um, I say like is, guys like just don't there do steroids. <laughs> You know, I just don't, when you, if you're thinking about doing it, if just you're, don't. If you're competing, like all other, okay, so as coaches and slash nutrition coaches, we would advise you to not dope at all in any way, uh, just for your health. Yeah, for your health. I think you should take the and same if, amount of money that you would spend on doping and just hire a nutrition coach instead. <laughs> yeah, and if you 14. are. Probably actually cheaper. Oh, yeah. 14 people have tested positive from the semifinals. Hell yeah. And that's, we don't have the last week of results yet. Higher either. than the national average. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and on that note. <laughs> and, if, yeah, and if you are going to dope, don't uh, sign up for competitions. Just, yeah. just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in to the Game at Strange Podcast. I'm Andrew Essig. Sean Crocker. Kelly Jackson. We'll see you next time. <laughs>